0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 89, in summer. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight is Tom.
1: Fantastic Olaf impression there. You like it? We're two guys who want to help you make the most
0: of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. I was feeling it. I really was feeling that one.
1: You know, as you told me what the title was going to be and sang it prior to recording, beginning, I didn't think you were going to sing it during the recording for our listeners, but I'm glad you did. You were fully committed.
0: I wasn't as enthusiastic, I think, when when the, uh, when the I first told you what the title
1: was going to be, but I got it there. Yeah, no, absolutely nailed it, and don't let any listener tell you otherwise. You nailed that.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So tonight, I mean, the title doesn't really tell you what it's about, but tonight we're going to be talking about the ten top 10 frozen treats at Disney World. So there's the Frozen connection. Ha ha. We get it.
1: So, and then in, you know, next year when we look back and see items and topics we've covered, we will have no idea what in summer meant on our file.
0: Which which is good. I mean, that's, that's a pretty common theme for us, I
1: feel like. Absolutely. Our topics have nothing, our, our titles have nothing to do with our topics a lot of times. So
0: before we get into that tonight, Tom, what news do we have this week?
1: So starting out in Magic Kingdom with the, uh, with the news for this week, Astro Orbiter closes for an unplanned refurbishment. Uh, it was unannounced that the Astro Orbiter at Magic Kingdom would be closing down uh, last week and it will remain closed as part of an unplanned refurbishment until the middle of next month, which is obviously around the August 15th time frame. So if any of these parks could handle it, Magic Kingdom is probably best equipped to handle a closure. This is one, this time of the year, that that Steady has a 40-minute wait because of how, how busy the parks are. But staying in Magic Kingdom, Disney's not-so-spooky-spectacular announced uh, that for Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party. So Disney has finally announced that the long-running Happy Hallow Wishes will no longer be returning it'll no longer be a part of the not so scary halloween party
0: is this the last wishes like the last wishes remaining Yes. Yeah, is, is there still one at uh very merry too i guess
1: but i don't know if it's called is it called wishes though at very merry i don't remember well nevertheless hallow wishes will not be returning which was one of the Better fireworks shows at Disney World. In its place will be a new show that will feature state-of-the-art projection, effects, lasers, lighting, and dazzling fireworks that come together to tell a not-so-scary story about how anything can happen on Halloween night. According to Disney, the show will be hosted by Jack Skellington from Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, which I think is fantastic, as popular of a character as that is at Disney these days. And uh, Jack's ghost dog, Zero, will carry everyone along on a trick-or-treating adventure where four friends, Mickey, Minnie, Donald and Goofy find themselves drawn into a mysterious haunted house. Their journey will take them from one room of the house to another encountering dancing skeletons, skeletons, not skeletons, uh, waltzing ghosts, and a whole series of troublemaking Disney villains. So I would say my biggest takeaway here is it's not the grim grinning ghosts from Haunted Mansion anymore hosting Hello Wishes. It'll be Jack Skellington, which is kind of a downside for me. That, that was one of my more favorite parts about the Hello uh, Wishes fireworks show at Disney World. I'm excited about this. I think uh, Nightmare Before Christmas needs a bigger presence during uh, Not So Scary. Well, well, I'm sure it'll be well-received because, as I mentioned, Jack Skellington is definitely one of the hotter meet-and-greets that you can find at um, at Mickey's Not So Scary. Stay in Magic Kingdom, a new attraction overlay will be coming to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas, which is unbelievably exciting. Uh, included in that, you'll have Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor that will have a new show. Space Mountain will be filled with lighting and high-energy holiday tunes. If they would listen to our podcast, they would know that Space Mountain in the Dark is better.
0: Uh, all you got to do is cut all the
1: lights Just off. cut the lights out. That's right. Tomorrowland Speedway will be filled with thousands of lights. You heard that correctly. Thousands of lights and sty- stylized decor. And then Mad Tea Party will feature four new holiday combos of lights and music. So this is Disney still considering... and and trying to revamp and make the parties as memorable as possible.
0: Well, I think this is a good idea because like you said, if you listen to our uh, villains after hours episode, you know, that space mountain in the dark was kind of the highlight of the evening for us. And so, yeah, I think, uh, I think the more of these that they can do, I mean, it, it incentivizes people to come and ride these rides and come to these events to see these overlays that you can only get here.
1: No, totally agree. And, And while we're on that, Topic, Mickey's Boo to You Parade, which is a Halloween parade that will be featured during the Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. We'll be getting new characters, costumes, and a new float. Uh, So this, again, is one of the bigger attractions that keeps folks coming back every single year for the Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Uh, This year, they'll have a new Tomorrowland float featuring the Incredibles and uh, designer extraordinaire Edna Mode, followed by Buzz Lightyear and alien explorers discovering uh, different treasures you can find on the surface of planetary playset float. Um, the Haunted Mansion float will feature new addition. The Bride will actually be on the float this year, and she will glide among the waltzing spirits. And then Mickey and Minnie Mouse will be wearing brand new Halloween costumes. So that kind of hits your new float, your new characters, and your new costumes. Pete, I know you've seen you've seen this parade. Any thoughts there?
0: Yeah, I, not a huge parade guy, so not not really anything. But I think continuing the theme with the uh, with the ride overlays. Anything that Disney can do to change these events up, and you know, maybe somebody went to this last year, all of a sudden they're getting hit with all these new things. So I think that's really going to draw more crowds and more people here.
1: No, totally agree. I think as Disney looks to continue to attract folks to this type show and these extra magic hour events or hard ticketed events, rather, they're going to have to continue to improve them because the prices are continually going up and they are continuing to let more people in, which is probably the next... Biggest complaint you have with these shows, you know, or these after-hour events. At one point, you were capped at maybe 15,000, and now you're up in the 30,000 uh, that ticket sales sell. So, Disney's going to have to continue to improve and optimize these shows for certain. Moving over to Hollywood Studios, Kylo Ren character will be moving out of the Star Wars launch bay. On the same day next month that Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens, Disney will be closing the Kylo Ren character meet and greet uh, due to Kylo Ren's presence inside this new land. Kylo Ren will be replaced with uh, Darth Vader which I think will go over pretty well. Uh, this is a little bit of play on Kylo Ren's presence inside Galaxy's Edge and where he kind of needs to be placed in Hollywood Studios. So that'll be something to keep keep an eye on. If you want to meet Kylo Ren at the um, launch bank, you need to do that here in the next month. Moving over to Animal Kingdom. Uh, new Lion King scavenger hunt is now available at Disney's Animal Kingdom. In celebration of the new live-action Lion King movie, guests can now participate in a fun new scavenger hunt around Disney's Animal Kingdom. Guests will be able to find hidden characters around Harambe, mark uh, a special map with a sticker, and then return the map for a prize at um, the marketplace within Harambe, uh, or the Outpost Shop in the Oasis by September 28th. You can purchase the Scavenger Hunt map for $6.99 plus tax from the Outpost Shop, Discovery Trading Company, um, the marketplace within Harambe, and I think those are the three locations. So, you know, this is another way that, that Disney can capitalize on its guest. Here's what I would say about it with with how busy the parks have been. six ninety nine for a day of fun if you're at Disney or, or going to Animal Kingdom two days uh, in a trip is probably worth it for your little ones. Because it does help you avoid the lines and the crowds and you kind of have a focused effort on doing a scavenger hunt. And you've got
0: you've got things to do between your fast passes. Yep, that's that's not waiting in line.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. I mean, you, you don't have to let it rule your entire day. You can, you know, if you have a couple hours to kill or, or you're waiting for a show or you know, bounce around and, and do uh, do the scavenger hunt So I don't think it's a bad idea. I've seen a few of these online. I never have personally done one, but they seem fun. Uh, the prize of the end, I think you actually have to purchase in most cases. It doesn't say that on the Disney News here. But kind of be prepared for that, parents who are listening. Uh, And then here, it feels like our weekly update of Primeval World, its closure has extended again. Over a month ago, around June 17th, Walt Disney World released an advisory announcement informing guests that Primeval World would be closed until further notice. And it's still there. You know, I think we said on the podcast around July 4th, we thought it would open. That did not happen. We are now nearing the end of July, and it's confirmed to at least remain closed through August 3rd. So I have no clue what's going on. If if there's an outlet that has an idea of what's going on, I have not found it because everyone seems kind of dumbfounded by this. But we will continue to, uh, to update you. Moving over to Disney Springs' Descendants 3 Dance Party. Coming to Disney Springs and then the Magic Kingdom. Disney Springs will host the all-new Descend Dance Party in celebration of the release of the Descendants 3 movie. The dance party will take place July 26th through August 11th from 7.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. on the Marketplace stage at Disney Springs before moving to Tomorrowland for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party beginning on August 16th. This is kind of a cool opportunity to go, if you're a local listening to this, go somewhere for free and see a dance party that will actually be at a hard-ticketed event in Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom because it'll be a part of Not-So-Scary. So, So, you know, I will be at Disney during this time. I can't say that I will make it a point to, to... Experience the dance party, but I would be stunned if in the two weekends I'm there, I don't come across this dance party, uh, inadvertently at least. Moving over to some general news, Disney's Skyliner to officially open in September. Disney has now confirmed the date, September 29th of 2019, that the Skyliner gondolas will take flight and officially begin transporting guests around Walt Disney World. Uh, You've probably seen the gondolas flying around if you've been to Disney in the last couple of months. The wrapping is off from around them. You can see all of the designs for the gondolas, and they're running faster than I ever thought they would. Uh, Disney's been testing the system for a long time. I know right now they're fully loaded down with all of the gondolas, and it, it should be a success. You know, we we my family kind of has a trip in the works for December, and we would we're planning to stay at a resort that would give us this access. Uh, staying with kind of general news, new summer perks available for annual pass holders at Epcot. Kind of an effort to get more traffic into Epcot this summer because, quite frankly, Epcot holds crowds the best. Walt Disney World has announced the following new Pass Holder perks, which will now be available from July 29th through August 18th. There's guaranteed seating for Guardians of the Galaxy, also Mix live. Annual Pass Holders can enter on the left side of the theater, show their annual pass, photo ID, and get access to the Annual Pass Holder section. At Fife and Drum and Block and Hind. Pass Holders will receive a 10% discount on non-discounted food and beverage items, including alcohol which is pretty big. Uh, Annual pass holders who dine at the Coral Reef and purchase an adult entree will receive an exclusive complimentary dessert. uh, And uh, those vary on what they'll offer you. And then annual pass holders will be able to purchase a secret mystery dessert at Sunshine Seasons in the Land Pavilion. I can promise you that I will do this. Uh, Certainly the mystery dessert probably will take advantage of the 10% discount at Fife and Drum. Uh, So not bad. They're trying to attract crowds to Epcot, and that is uh, no surprise with all the things that are coming to Disney here. Uh, And then, last piece of news we have for you. Disney's Ultimate Christmas Package is now available for booking. Disney's announced this year's Ultimate Disney Christmas Package at Walt Disney World Resort, and includes the following experiences. December 21st, 2019, exclusive nighttime access to experience Avatar Flight of Passage, Navi River Journey, and Expedition Everest. And you can catch an exclusive showing of the park's new River Light. We Are One. Uh, on December 22nd, celebrate the season with tickets to Very Merry Christmas Party at Magic Kingdom. December 23rd or December 24th, one night per reservation. Exclusive reserved viewing at Worldview Plaza to watch Epcot Forever, which will be the new nighttime spectacular replacing uh, replacing illuminations. Uh, each guest, ages three and up, will receive a digital $50 Epcot theme park dine promo card to use at participating epcot locations december 25th 2019 christmas day you will get an ultimate disney christmas gift delivered to your room and december twenty sixth, you will bid a fond farewell so summing all of that up the package includes five night stay at a select disney moderate deluxe or deluxe villa resort hotel and four-day theme park tickets with park hopper option as an example for about 199 dollars per person per night a family of a family of four can stay in a standard room at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. A uh, package must be booked by phone and cannot be booked online. So, you know, quickly looking at it, it's a really busy time to be at Disney World. That, that's all I can say. I mean, I don't know if I'd want to be at Disney on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve kind of leading up to that. I don't know. Pete, do you have any opinion on if it's a good deal to you? or
0: This price doesn't seem that overinflated. You do get some extra perks here. You do get some late night activities. Uh, you know, if dining were included with this, it, it might make it a little bit more worth it. I've been to the park this time of year before. It didn't used to be that crowded, but something's, something tells me that this is Disney's way of trying to get more people to the park, you know, the couple days leading up to Christmas. I know Christmas Day and, and really the week between Christmas and New Year's is always, always the busiest time at Disney. My experience the week before was was pretty dead. so. Obviously, there's a reason for this package. I think that may be it. So it may be it may be worth it. I don't know if it's worth it to take advantage of this package, but I think it may be worth it to look at going this time of year. I don't know that I would want to be in the parks on Christmas Day. Let's let's just say that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the same place as you. I think uh, if you're looking for you know, the only thing you don't have here is you know like your meal plan. You have the fifty dollar gift card. And I was gonna say if you wanna look at, hey, here's one price and you have everything covered, not quite. You know, you are there are some perks to it. Mickey's very merry Christmas party is a cost, especially that time of the year, that close to Christmas. You know, factor in the fifty dollar Epcot theme park dine promo card. You get a gift from Disney. Can't I have no idea what the gift is, no idea what value it is, but I'm kinda of with you. You know, one of the one of the best perks about this package is a uh, flight of passage. I would and Expedition Everest, an exclusive nighttime access there. I would have no interest in Navi River Journey. It doesn't matter if you ride that during the day or the night. It's the same experience. And Rivers of Light is, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to go into Rivers of Light. It's not a very good show.
0: Uh, there, this is the new Rivers of Light. We are one, though. You haven't seen this one. I've so seen I'm it sure on, it's a lot better.
1: I've seen it on YouTube. And it starts out promising and ends disappointing. No, actually, <laughs> it starts out well. The middle is, is kind of meh. And then the ending, is, it ends strong. But uh, yeah, so that's all the news that we have this week, unless Pete, unless you have anything else you'd like to add.
0: Well, the only thing you didn't talk about, and I, I don't know if you left it out on purpose or because it hurts your feelings, is annual pass
1: holder access to Galaxy's Edge. So I haven't received my email yet because I haven't activated my annual pass yet, I'm sure. I am a mere, I don't know, six days away from recording this episode that I will be activating my annual pass but i'll probably miss the annual pass preview it is what it is you know i should have activated my annual pass earlier but i i will rest assured i'll do it for the podcast i will get down to disney world multiple times during the next year and i will find my way into galaxy's edge trust trust that
0: all right well i think that's it anything uh, anything else for the news that's it for me all right well good stuff uh, let's uh, pause for just a minute to hear from our sponsor kingdom strollers
2: So your family is coming to Orlando and the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun, but you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much, you just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers. A Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today.
0: All right, let's get talking about frozen treats. Surprising amount of frozen treats at Disney
1: World. Well, listen, it's a hot place, Florida, you know that is, and you need you need a frozen treat to kind of break the heat. So it does uh, it does not surprise me. The Disney World is chock full of frozen treats. And and when we
0: started putting this outline together, Tom had to kind of rein me in because my top 10 frozen treats all ended up being alcoholic beverages for some reason. I don't know why. So we, we, we kind of backed off of that a little bit. They're not all alcoholic beverages. So this is appropriate, even if you have children that you want to get frozen treats for.
1: Let's dive right in.
0: All right, let's do it. What do you want to start with? Can I I'm gonna start with my favorite. Yeah,
1: and this is in no no top ten order. This is just ten treats. We're just although this is my
0: favorite by far. Let's hear it. Dole Whip. I, I feel like Dole Whip used to be one of those really special like Magic Kingdom. You have to run over and get a Dole Whip. It's available so many more places now. I mean they've got it at Disneyland, they've got it down at Alawani. You can get it a lot of different places now. But to me, this is still a run over to Magic Kingdom. Aloha Isle. And get a Dole Whip or a Dole Whip float, whatever whatever tickles your pickle.
1: You know, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you, last last trip to Disney, even during the villains' night, Pete made sure to go get a Dole Whip before during not not only during that, regular but you can hours.
0: mobile order. You can mobile order the Dole Whip now, so you don't even have to wait in the long line at Aloha Isle to, to pick up the Dole Whip. And I, I'm a big Dole Whip float fan. I love the fact that you can go to. Uh, I think you can get it at Pineapple Lanai at Polynesian, or you can get it at Tamu Tamu at Animal Kingdom. You can get a Dole Whip float with a uh, with a rum floater now, which I which I love. It it makes it perfect. But look, there's there's nothing that cools me down quite like a uh, quite like a Dole Whip at uh, Magic Kingdom.
1: And I'll tell you, the line at, at Aloha Isle backs this up. E- even when we went uh, before Magic Kingdom officially closed that evening, there was a long line, and that's how we discovered that you could mobile order it. I think we had just. We we were either about to ride Jungle Cruise or just come off Jungle Cruise, one of the two, and and Pete said, "Hey, I'm thinking about a Dole Whip," and I said, "What's uh? You see the line over there?" And needless to say, he figured out you can mobile order it. You walk right up, uh, right when you get there, they just they make it for you and hand it to you, and you keep on moving.
0: And for those of you who have never been to Disney World and never experienced the magic that is Dole Whip, this is a it's a pineapple soft serve. It's not, I mean it's it's pineapple. It's not vanilla flavored pineapple or anything like that. It is. It's pineapple, and I don't really think it's ice cream. I it's it has a very different texture than ice cream, right? I mean, it's it's not. Is it? It's not really ice
1: cream. Would you call it like sorbet or sher? Sure, I know some people say sherbet. It's
0: not. It's it's not quite a sorbet, but it's it's close. So it's a little bit it's a little bit different. It's
1: it's it's soft sor- it's soft serve. I mean, that, that's the best way to describe yeah. it.
0: Yeah. If you like pineapple, you're gonna you're gonna love Dole Whip. And look, the line is long. Anytime you go. And and like Tom said, hop off uh, jungle cruise, get in line, mobile order, whatever. Definitely worth it. I think it's six dollars now, seven bucks for a float, something like that. You can also get a pineapple upside down cake kind of thing with Dole Whip on top. I think one of our buddies got that last time. Pretty good. But but don't skip Dole Whip. Yeah. It's it's not it's one of those Disney snacks that everybody says no, it's overrated, it's not overrated,
1: and, and to give you a general idea of what where, where this is in Magic Kingdom, since that is kind of the quintessential place to get a Dole Whip, it's over by Magic Kingdom. Uh, I'm sorry, by Aladdin's Magic Carpet attraction. Uh, so that's why we Correct. talk about getting off Jungle Cruise. You walk past the, the tiki room, and, and bang, you're there. Correct. Well, perfect treat. Well, I guess for the I'll take it to my next favorite, and this will float into the alcoholic section if you've been a listener. I don't know. I always say this. For any amount of time, you know that my favorite drink at Disney World is the Tipsy Ducks in Love, which can be found in the China Pavilion at the World Showcase in Epcot. It's found at the Joy of Tea uh, Cart outside of the China Pavilion. You can also find some some fantastic egg rolls there. But I don't know. I mean, it's I don't like coffee. So that's kind of the, the funny thing here. There is a little a coffee flavor to this. And I don't like coffee in any form at all, except in a Tipsy Ducks in Love. It's got some bourbon. It's got some uh, chocolate, some coffee. It's a it's a really really good drink. It doesn't. It probably doesn't sound great when I describe it.
0: No, and that's what I was going to say. This does not sound like a. It would be a really really refreshing drink, you know, on a hot summer day. Because I mean, you think about it. It's got coffee. It's got tea. It's got cream. It's got bourbon. and It's got chocolate. It doesn't sound like a great combo for it's 150 degrees outside. What do we What do we drink? But it works.
1: And this is a this is a stretch. I know someone. I know some of my friends who listen to this podcast are going to tell me this is not a frozen drink because there is ice in it. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a stretch on our frozen treat, but we're going to call it a frozen treat because we wanted to somehow force this on the list.
0: Yeah, I didn't really have a choice on this one. And I don't know that I, that I didn't realize this or I've never paid attention. This is a $9 drink, which, I, you know, talking about it right now sounds expensive, but this is a heck of a deal at Disney World in the world showcase for what you get.
1: Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> the way the world showcase price we always say, you know, estimate about 8 to 10 dollars per per country. Now, if you're getting a liquor beverage, typically you're going to you're going to see that more in like the 12 dollar range. This one's pretty good value all things considered. And I've spent far too much time and money at Joy of Tea because I think last time I got like four orders of egg rolls as we as we moseyed on through.
0: Yeah, don't sleep on the egg rolls at Joy of Tea, but but definitely get a Tipsy Ducks in Love. You will you will not regret it, and and yeah, I agree. It's it is a bit of a stretch because it's not technically a slush. I mean, it it does come in a like machine that you would typically see mixing slushes. I don't know if it comes out as a slush and it is ice, but I I think this is a perfect frozen treat.
1: Good way to put it. Yep, good way to put it.
0: All right, let's let's go over to Animal Kingdom, and and I'm a little ashamed of this one because <laughs> there's a, there's a picture of me drinking one of these. And you know it's a it's a green and pink drink.
1: It's typically something my wife would order, not Pete.
0: <laughs> but it's but it's really really good. It's really really sweet, but it is a it is a great frozen treat. And this is the Rum Blossom at uh, Pangu Pangu in Pandora, the world of Avatar, at Animal Kingdom. So what this is is it's rum, apple and pear limeade. And then there's boba balls in it. And if you've never had boba balls before, they're little jelly-filled or gel-filled balls that kind of burst in your mouth when you, when you suck them through the straw. And these are passion fruit flavored. They provide a, a unique little spin on the drink. This look, this is a really really sweet drink, but it's it's pretty much what you you know. It's an icy with alcohol, and it is what it is.
1: Yeah. So a lot to unpack there. <laughs> I don't really like your description of the boba balls. Um, you could have just. I mean, there's a lot. You could have just said there. Gel like uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe the drink to you because I would never drink it. It's 11:25. If he didn't hit that, it's it's one of those drinks that I think Pete just did it for the podcast. That's all I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave it at that. This is a podcast where we bring you research, and I think Pete did this for the podcast.
0: Same same reason we ate at Pizza Rizzo, but I actually enjoyed this. It it's a little strange looking. Again, it's it's pink and green and has orange balls floating on top. Not something I would typically get either, but I did want to try it. I did want to try all the drinks at Pongu Pongu, and this was my favorite uh, out of all the drinks at Pongu Pongu. So if you're in Animal Kingdom, if you're in Pandora, Animal Kingdom is a hot park anyway, right? So I, there's not a whole lot of frozen drinks, surprisingly, at Animal Kingdom. This is a good one to get. It's refreshing. It's got a little bit of rum in it, and really, it's it's your only option for frozen drinks at uh, in Pandora. So when you're waiting in that two and a half three hour long line for uh, for Flight of Passage, grab a Rum Blossom, or it's delicious with your meal at Satuli uh, Canteen.
1: Well, I'm gonna move on to a, a drink that Pete and I actually discovered, I think, at the same time on our most recent trip. When I'll, I'll give you the backstory: we're in Hollywood Studios, it's unbelievably hot. I, I mean, we were just we were we tried, we tried to get on Frozen, sing along, or go see the Little Mermaid show just to get out of the heat. And we somehow missed the show times on both. That's where we were at at this point of the day. So we we, we mosey on over to uh, Men and Bill's Dockside Diner just to, to try and find something refreshing. And we stumble upon this thing called a Bailey's and Kahlua milkshake. I think Kahlua and Cream milkshake might be the actual name. Uh, but essentially it has Bailey's and Kahlua in it. It is $12 and it is fantastic.
0: Yeah, I don't know how you could go wrong with this. It's it's literally ice cream, Baileys, and Kahlua, right? I mean, it's it's a milkshake, it's a frozen milkshake, and this is uh, the the big boat at Hollywood Studios. So if you're wondering what uh, Men and Bill's Dockside Diner is, it's it's the big boat at Hollywood Studios. And yeah, this was the perfect thing at Hollywood Studios. We were both miserable, we were both sweaty. Like Tom said, we were looking for some air conditioning. I mean, this did it. We, we got one of these, and I, I actually think we sat out in the sun and drank these because they were they were so refreshing and so cooling. We didn't even need air conditioning anymore at this point. So very good, surprisingly good. And I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people in front of us ordering them as well.
1: Yeah, they actually have two flavors too. I think they have a chocolate and a vanilla flavor. We didn't talk about that. And Pete, I think Pete ordered the vanilla, ordered the chocolate, but I, I don't, I think they made them the exact same. I think they made a mistake actually.
0: I think so too. I'm not sure if we both got chocolate or if we both got vanilla, but ours were both the same. I think they had a strawberry seasonal flavor when we went to yeah, and we which I don't think either of us were bold enough to uh, to try. No,
1: and we asked the cast member working the register one if he had tried either, and then two, what what do most people buy? And he said most people get the chocolate, and that he actually had just started, so he had not tried either of them.
0: But yeah, it was it was very good. I I don't know that you really tasted the alcohol, and I don't know if the alcohol really mattered at that point. I mean, it's a milkshake at Hollywood Studios when it's 150 degrees outside, right? So anything would have probably tasted good, but but these were very refreshing. I shudder to think uh, how many calories were in these things, but they were what about twelve dollars? I think.
1: Yep, about twelve bucks a piece.
0: So not the best deal on a on a on a snack or a treat on this list, but uh, but again, definitely worth it. I think. I don't I don't know that I would have wanted to have more than one. But definitely worth going over there and getting one if it's uh, if it's very hot. So let's go back over to Epcot because I think we are neglecting. And I'm going to kind of cheat here. I'm going to I'm going to do two drinks in one. It, and, and of course they're drinks because I'm going through them. The France Pavilion at Epcot has two slushes. There's a Grand Marnier slush and a Grey Goose Citron slush, or as pros call it, the orange slush and the yellow slush. Both of these are obviously alcoholic slushes. One is supposedly Graminier flavored, one is Gray Goose flavored. Really, they're orange and lemonade. Really they're orange and lemonade flavored slushes.
1: Yeah, I mean you hit it right there with the with the orange and yellow slush. They're orange and lemonade flavored slushes. They are very popular for the crew that does drink around the world. And they're also popular for a refreshing drink. And I mean, they're frozen, they're cold, they are they have a really good flavor. Not not what I personally get here. Uh, but I know Pete typically will, will dabble in this, and you at, walking around the France Pavilion, you'll see a ton of people with these drinks, uh, e- either the orange slush or the yellow slush. So either the Grey Goose Citron slush or the or citrone. Citrone? either the Grey Goose Grey Goose Citron slush or the Grand Marnier slush. So they're really popular, and they are certainly refreshing.
0: And you're gonna wait in line for these too. I, I mean, obviously they're they're popular. France is. Especially for the folks that are drinking around the world, is is rather limited. You can get wine, or you can get one of, the, or champagne, or you can get one of these slushes. So a lot of people do tend to go to these slushes. I'll tell you, the Gramigné slush tastes like an, an orange creamsicle. It's delicious, and these are about ten dollars, maybe a little bit more than that, but they're somewhere around ten dollars. Worth every penny, in my opinion. I I would I would sit here and drink these all day if it were an option.
1: So I'm gonna go really really traditional here. And this is definitely for the kids. I will warn the, the moms and dads listening to the podcast, have the baby wipes and the napkins ready uh, because this is a Mickey's premium ice cream bar. You can find them all over Walt Disney world. Most recently I, I had these in the magic kingdom. It's the iconic frozen treat at Disney. It's a chocolate ice cream bar, vanil- a vanilla ice cream bar covered in hard milk chocolate. It looks like a Mickey. They're all over the parks and they are an absolute mess. No matter how old or, uh, how neat you are when eating a snack. They melt very quickly, but man, they're good.
0: I think they've changed these too in the last couple of years because, I mean, how many of these did we, I know I had three of these.
1: I had two at the villains night.
0: And I didn't eat all three, but I got three over the course of the night and the, the ice cream tastes the same, right? The ice cream is still the same kind of mediocre vanilla ice cream that you, that you would come to expect from one of these. But the chocolate tastes a lot better. I feel like.
1: Yeah, the chocolates the chocolates ridiculous. I, I think, I think when when we say we had I had two and he had three, we we meant we ate the entire chocolate. Maybe took a couple bites for the ice cream and then trashed it and hopped on another attraction.
0: Well, well, not only that, they wouldn't let you take them through the uh, through the lines for the for the attraction. So, I mean, even if I was only you know even even if I had only eaten one of Mickey's ears off of the ice cream bar, it was going to the trash. I don't know. I. I'm okay with this. Not not my favorite. There, hold on, hold I, on.
1: You can't just be okay with this. This is the iconic frozen treat. We have to think think about the kids, Pete. Think about the kids.
0: No, that's that's fair. That's fair. If you're getting a frozen treat at Disney World, it is a Mickey ice cream bar. And what I like most about these so you've gotten ice cream as a child from like the ice cream man, right? You've gotten like a Donald Duck frozen treat or whatever that has like the gumball eye and like you know, is painted or whatever. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. And every time you get one of those, it's hideously deformed. Right. Never looks like the character that's supposed to look like. These things always look like Mickey Mouse.
1: Yeah, they always. Yeah, absolutely.
0: The ice cream bar itself leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> I'll will just go ahead and say it. But for five bucks, what I mean, what do you expect, right? Or for free if you're at a uh, an extra, you know, a villain's after hours event. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I I'm on the same page with you here. This is a this is a quintessential Disney treat. These do get to be just absolutely ridiculous in the Florida heat after about five minutes. I mean, you've you've really got to eat this as quick as you can, otherwise it's all over your hands, it's all over your face, it's all over your clothes, it's all over everything. So definitely get napkins, get paper towels, get whatever, a cup of water. Be ready to clean up if you're eating one of these because it does get everywhere. So let's go let's see go back over to magic kingdom to sunshine tree terrace another another snack that is a close second for me and you know it's not alcoholic because it's at magic kingdom close second for me in uh, frozen treats and that is the citrus swirl look the orange bird is is kind of i mean it's it's kind of magical right orange bird at sun, sunshine tree terrace absolutely but citrus swirl is an orange and cream Soft serve kind of twist. There are, uh, there's, I, I think there's kind of a hidden war going on at Disney World between those who think Dole Whip is the best and those who think Citrus Swirl is the best.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say the, uh, s- I'm thinking I was going to say, I, say the same I, thing.
0: I am firmly on the side of Dole Whip, but again, this is a, a very close second to me. This tastes like, I mean, an, uh, one of those orange cream creamsicles, right, Th- that everybody had when they were a kid.
1: Yeah, it's, it's. It's hard to, you know, it, it kind of tastes like the Grand Marnier slush.
0: It, it kind of does. You're, you're absolutely right.
1: It, it's distinctly different from the Dole Whip, but it's similar to the Grand Marnier slush, obviously non-alcoholic. I don't know what, what more I can say other than what Pete said. I mean, I, I think he described the taste about as well as you can describe it. Well, moving on to probably the biggest frozen treat at Disney World. Definitely the largest frozen treat on our list. It's $32, so it's not cheap, and and it's worth it for a lot of reasons. Um, memories is probably the biggest reason, but it's the Kitchen Sink Sunday that can found, be found at Beaches and Cream on uh, Disney's Beach Club Resort, very, very near the uh, Disney Boardwalk area. So th- this is everything you've dreamed of in a ice cream sundae. It is certainly for families. It's not for an individual. Now, there are people... Uh, th- that have eaten this individually you can ask Disney cast members in there they'll talk about it how many they've had that month uh, that have done it individually but it's a giant Sunday I
0: think I could I think I could do it.
1: It has scoops of vanilla chocolate strawberry cookies and cream mint chocolate and every Sunday topping imaginable and it's absolutely huge it's the ki- they're giving you the, they're throwing the kitchen sink at you and I, my, my wife's family has done this I actually have never done this but I talk I talked to her about it this weekend and I've seen everyone to see it. it's very famous at Disney World but yeah like I said it's 32 bucks it can be found, be found at beaches and cream And if you have a family of three four you know it's, it's worth the memories and it's certainly uh, worth the the ice cream and the treats you will find within it
0: and, and beaches and cream is a if, if you're looking for a frozen treat you know around the uh, around the beach club I mean beaches and cream's a perfect place right It's an ice cream parlor and it's it's a full like, Kind of 50 style. You're at the beach. You're going to an ice cream park. I mean, what you would expect, right? So I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot here that you can get. But but you're right. Is if you're looking for quintessential frozen treats here, the kitchen sink is definitely it. It's ridiculous. I mean, how many how many scoops of ice cream? Seven,
1: eight. Uh, I think it's nine, more than that. I, I don't know exactly, but I think it's. I wouldn't be shocked if it was 12 sco- scoops of ice cream.
0: But but it really does have every single topping that they have available at Beaches and Cream. So brownies, pound cake, Oreos, peanut butter, chocolate chips, chocolate sauce, bananas, gummy worms, gummy bears, chocolates, nuts, cherries. I mean, everything that they have in the house is is going on this Sunday. And I'm pretty sure that they use an entire can of whipped cream on this.
1: Wouldn't surprise me. entire can. Would not surprise me. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, if you've never seen it... We usually say no spoilers don't don't spoil it G- Google it. Google the kitchen sink at Disney World and see what we're talking about.
0: And, and it, it also says on the menu that the kitchen sink serves four. I really don't see four people eating this.
1: So I think when my wife's family did this, there were let's see probably 10 people, probably 10 people. so and, and, and you know some probably ate more than others, but I think it was you know eight to ten people. I'd have to ask her to be certain uh, when they went on this Disney trip a few years back. But that gives you a general idea of what 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 we're working with here.
0: Well, not only that, you've you've actually got three different types of kitchen sinks available at Beaches and Cream. So you've got the standard, which is as you described it. You've got the uh, chocolate lovers' kitchen sink, which is all chocolate toppings, all chocolate and vanilla ice creams. So you've got candy bars, you've got like Milky Ways, chocolate sauce, Oreo cookies, um, still still a whole can of whipped cream. I'm pretty sure. And you've also got a a Neapolitan, which is all the toppings, but it's just strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate ice cream. So you do have some options if you want to go get the kitchen sink. I would allow a couple of hours to eat this, honestly, and and bring four to six people at least. I I wouldn't try to tackle this one on yourself, regardless of how hungry you think you are. I don't know if anybody's calculated calories in this. Uh, I don't think you would need to eat for about a week. Um, based, based on, uh, based on what's in this. Well, let's go back over to, uh, to Hollywood studios and to the fifties primetime cafe. They've got a, a a wide variety of milkshakes available at fifties primetime. I think kind of the cult favorite or the cult classic here is the peanut butter and jelly milkshake. This is, this is the one that everybody talks about. I mean, it tastes like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right?
1: It, it, precisely they have nailed this one and this is this is the most famous one you can actually find it for only seven dollars which is which is not bad as you as we come off the the high of thirty two dollars to give you a breakdown of kind of what it's what it's made of we have vanilla ice cream milk peanut butter and jelly obviously topped with uh, whipped cream and a cherry and, and like i mentioned i mean they they've absolutely nailed the, the taste and the flavor here and 50s primetime is well known for a lot of things but for the purpose of this episode, they're well known for this top frozen treat, the peanut butter and jelly milkshake.
0: Just make sure if you go to the bathroom, you wash your hands.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's as, a, as
0: Matt will attest.
1: Yes, that's a really, really good hint because they may ask you what what color was the soap in the bathroom. And that's always a funny question if you didn't wash your hands.
0: This is a crazy restaurant. It, it kind of reminds me of a Dick's last resort. Yep. Where you know where the waiters are trained to be obnoxious kind of it's not quite to that level, but it's but it's close.
1: Yeah, and and with that, I'm gonna take us to our last frozen treat. The Mickey Mouse cookies and cream, ice cream, sandwich again. I, I go with the, the kind of traditional treats. And, and one thing I'll say before I dive into this, this tin this is not does not include seasonal frozen treats, does not include limited time frozen treats. We went with what is going to be there. When everyone that listens to our podcast visits, no matter the time nor the year, these are treats that have lasted the test of time. So with that being said, the Mickey Mouse cookies and cream ice cream sandwich is exactly what you would think it is. It is two chocolate chip cookies with cookies and cream ice cream in the middle coming in a delightful Mickey Mouse shape. Kind of along the lines of what Pete mentioned earlier, it's going to be a perfect Mickey Mouse shape, but bring the napkins, bring the baby wipes. It is messy in a hurry. Uh, it's about five dollars very similar to the premium ice cream bar and it is uh I, I don't even know the calories on this one
0: it's probably not great but I, I don't know you can't you can't beat this I mean it's Mickey shaped and it's cookies and cream right how, how do you go wrong with that and I mean you can get this literally everywhere all the resorts all of the uh all the all the parks I mean it, they have this everywhere and it's it is it's kind of the classic uh kind of the classic Disney snack behind, of course, the Mickey Premium Ice Cream Bar because that's that's really the classic, right? Yeah,
1: you're going to see more people walking around with the, the Premium Ice Cream Bar over this one, but this is this is a really good snack and, and a good, uh, you know, cookies and cream is one of my favorite flavors of anything. So, two chocolate chip cookies and cookies and cream, you know, I'm sold.
0: And I do kind of have an honorable mention here because you know we talked about milkshakes at 50s Primetime Cafe. What we didn't talk about were the bottomless milkshakes at Whispering Canyon Cafe at uh, Wilderness Lodge. They've got some good milkshakes over there, and they are bottomless. And you can get them for breakfast if you so choose. So if you really want to eat your pancakes and your Mickey waffle—I guess not pancakes—we're eating Mickey waffles. It's Disney World. If you really want to eat your eggs and, and bacon and-, and Mickey waffles and drink a bottomless milkshake, this is a place to do it. Is at uh, at Whispering Canyon Cafe.
1: What? It's a pretty good list. It seems like.
0: I think so. I think we hit pretty much every park, right?
1: Yeah, we we uh, we did a- absolutely. Yeah, I had to think about it. We did have a. I don't know how I could forget what we said about Animal Kingdom. So,
0: yeah, we 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 talked about the rum Blossom at Animal Kingdom, and there. I mean, there's ice cream available at Animal Kingdom too. I don't. I don't want to make it sound like there's nothing else available because you can get ice cream from uh, right by Everest. There's a there's a place you can get. Uh, ice cream and i'm sure they have ice cream at Restaurantosaurus as well but yeah i'm pretty satisfied with our list so very uh very appropriate given the uh given the heat wave that's going on right now it's very hot outside summertime tom you're going to be back soon hopefully you will hit some of these treats up
1: i certainly Who knows? will maybe you'll find some more Trust are you me. guys
0: are you guys planning on going to beaches and cream
1: uh we don't have that on the agenda for the trip but i you know, we my, my wife has a sweet tooth, so I'm sure we'll find ourselves in many places with good Disney treats.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, go on to the secret and trivia question for the week. What do we got for this week,
1: Tom? Yeah, so the secret of the night. Uh, did you know if you were a veteran uh, going to Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom, you can ask uh, any cast member or at City Hall the first thing in the morning if you can participate in the evening flag retreat and retrieval that takes place at 5 p.m. daily. So you, you've heard us mention that a lot of the flags – the American flags in Magic Kingdom are not real. They're missing a star or a stripe. However, the flagpole, right as you enter Magic Kingdom, that is a real American flag, and it, it is taken down each day and put up each morning. At 5 p.m., there, there's a little ceremony, and oftentimes it is actually a, a guest visitor at the park. And in a perfect world, it's going to be a veteran who served our country. Uh, Disney's pretty cool about it. Just go up and ask, and if, you know, it's kind of first come, first serve, and if no one's asked, they will uh, be sure to get you involved in that at 5 p.m. Uh, so that's uh, pretty cool. Be on the lookout for that, especially if you have some older folks in your party who aren't as fired up about Disney World. That could be kind of one of those l- m- magical memories that happens at Disney. Going to the trivia question of last week, we asked on the partner statue in front of the castle of the Magic Kingdom, Walt is wearing a ring on his right ring finger, not his wedding ring, obviously. Uh, what type of ring is he wearing and why is he wearing it? It's an Irish claddagh ring. I think I pronounced that correctly. And, and um, So correct if you, if you guessed that. And the reason he's wearing it is he and his wife, Lillian, bought them for each other on a trip to Ireland, and they wore them every single day. So that's kind of one of those over-the-top Disney touches. No one would no one would realize if it wasn't on there, but it's on there for a reason. And uh, I'm sure Walt is smiling down as he sees that that was included in the partner statue. Now moving to the trivia question of this week. The voice of Leota Tombs in the crystal ball scene of the Haunted Mansion is Eleanor Audley. What other two famous Disney characters is she credited for voicing during her career? So, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat the question. The voice of Leota Tombs in the crystal ball scene of the Haunted Mansion is Eleanor Audley. What other two famous Disney characters is she credited for voicing during her career? You can tweet us at podcast or email us at Mendoowdw at gmail.com with your guesses. We look forward, uh, look forward to your participation there.
0: All right. Well, uh, make sure you participate. Make sure you get some frozen treats on your next Disney trip. And uh, that's all we have for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at mendoWDW at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.